Once we got inside, he locked the car and became serious. Kathy, um, you know, I really went out of my way to help you. I really believe in you. Now the least you can do is sit on it. Come on, Kathy. You know, just a little. Just the tip. Hi, my name is Sophia Rajablatapen, an advocate of the High Court of Kenya and the creator of the Dear Law podcast. Dear Law is a project focused on using storytelling, feminist and survivor-centered approaches to bring to the fore the sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession and the prevalence of sexual harassment in the workplace. This project was inspired by the Me Too movement that prompted critical conversations towards accountability for sexual harassment. The goal of Dear Law is to amplify the voices and collective sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession with a view to disrupt the normalization of sexual harassment. Just as a heads up, as this is a podcast about sexual harassment, we will be talking about a difficult subject matter that might be disturbing for some listeners. This episode also contains other mature themes. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. For the purposes of maintaining confidentiality, Names, employers, and other identifiable characteristics have been removed and voices reenacted. But the story is real. Dear Law, time does not heal all wounds. That's bull****. The year was 2013. I had just had an insightful and exciting pupillage experience in human rights litigation. I was drunk with thoughts of human rights, access to justice, gender equality, and constitutional law. Then came the voices. You need need to be be more more rounded. rounded. Have some some real real life experience. experience. No one will hire an activist in their law firm. firm. Conveyancing, children children matters, matters, commercial, commercial, succession, succession, running down. That is how I met Mr. Charming Senior. It was a Wednesday in September. I had spent the morning tarmacking for a holding over position in these real experienced law firms. Now, let me explain holding over, because it's going to come up a couple of times in the course of this series. Holding over is a particularly dreadful stage in any advocate's career, falling just between the six-month statutory term of pupillage, which is essentially mandatory legal internship, and admission to the bar. It is a stage of professional purgatory. You are not a pupil, in other words, an intern, but you're not an advocate either. It gets worse if you're in a firm where the character of being retained as an associate turns pupillage from what is meant to be a learning experience to a bare-knuckled Hobson fight to the death. Whew. An apt description from advocate Martin Mither in his article, Legally Grown, but I'm still told to pay my dues. Now, where were we? Defeated, I was crossing the road from City Hall to Kencom to grab a matatu and head home when I met him with a former classmate leaving the Court of Appeal. Hey, oh my gosh, how are you? Long time. It's so good to see you. You How's it going? God, I'm so stressed. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm just things are just not panning out the way I want them right? to. Oh, I'm yeah. so gosh, I'm so so rude. This is my boss, Steve. Steve, this is my friend Kathy. We used to be in school together. Hi, Steve. Nice to meet you. I'm good. How are you? Um, you look tired. Are you okay? Ish. Oh my God, this tarmacking thing is just not working out for me. I'm so stressed. Pupilage Ileisha, we were seven of us and the firm only retained one person. Every position I apply for, they want a practicing advocate. Mm -hmm. Admission is seven months away. I really don't know how I'm going to survive until then. Don't, don't worry, Kathy. Things will pan out. Let us strategize and talk about options over lunch. I can try and talk to my boss and see if there's a position available. Um, I know they were talking about expanding the conveyancing department. He got me an appointment with his boss the next day. This was one of Nairobi's top-tier law firms. Lady Luck had obviously come knocking. I showed up at noon with my CV printed and bound. Um, Kathy, I'm ready to take you under my wing. All you need is the right guidance and you'll be fine. He introduced me to the other associates and then we went into his office to discuss my career plans. When he asked for my number for ease of communication, I willingly gave it. This developed into on and off strategizing sessions comprising of lunches and evening after work meetups. He was easygoing, friendly, easy to be around and funny as I admired him greatly. When I was around him, I felt like a lawyer, like I could really make it in this profession. Finally, after a month of strategizing, he called me on my birthday to say he had a surprise for me. Hello. Hi, Kathy. I remember being touched that he remembered my yeah. birthday. Well, I couldn't forget it's your birthday. <laughs> he asked that I come to his office at 6 p.m. because he had an afternoon session at the Court of Appeal, so he would be late. I went. I wore a nice dress. When I got there, we did the usual rounds of hello to the other associates who were headed home. He had ordered takeout and even ordered a small cake for me. So thoughtful. Oh my god, this cake is so yum. Thank you so much. How thoughtful. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, and by the way, Kathy, I talked to my boss and he's agreed to offer you a holding over position at the firm. There was supposed to be a formal interview next week, but he said it's a done deal. Congratulations, Kathy. I was ecstatic. By the time we finished our meal, it was 8.30pm. He offered to drop me home and I accepted. Such a gentleman. We laughed and joked as we walked to his car, which was in the basement. <laughs> Once we got inside, he locked the car and became serious. Kathy, um, you know, I really went out of my way to help you. I really believe in you. Now the least you can do is sit on it. As he caressed the hem of my dress, the seriousness of the situation dawned on me when he unzipped his pants. Just, just, just a little, just a little, just the tip. Just sit on me. No one will see us. Everything happened so fast. Him pulling his seat behind, me trying to reason with him. Come on, come him lifting my dress, touching my thighs, pulling at my panties. Stop! Mm, where we grow up. He's pulling me forcefully towards him. No one will see you. No one. Just sit on me. I managed to get out. Fall out, actually. I ran up the basement ramp to the ground floor. 
As I got to the main gate, he drove up beside me. He was composed. He opened the window and calmly said, Yo, Kathy, you bug. I was in shock. Oh my God. I think I even mumbled a quick thanks as I took my bag. As he drove out of the compound, I heard him laughing with the watchman. <laughs> Five minutes. That's how long it took. He never called me again, and I never received a call for the alleged interview. I shoved the experience in a dark place and never talked about it with anyone. I was so ashamed. Had I let him on? Maybe. I should have known better. But he was so nice. I liked him. I encouraged him. I definitely brought this on myself. I am so ashamed. I eventually got to work in another firm. Going to court was always a terrifying experience. Would I see him? What would I say? Would I be able to speak? Do people know? Anxiety, panic, terror. I met one of his male colleagues in court once. You know, the ones I used to be paraded in front of and he greeted me so enthusiastically. What? So, um, when can I buy you coffee, you know? My advice is bleak. Go around thinking and acting like everyone is a predator. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. When can I buy you breakfast? Yeah, I'm having a crazy experience, you know? Hmm? If they're not, let it be a pleasant surprise. Your mother told you to be weary of men. She was not joking. Take her seriously. She's probably been through this <sighs> We all need a therapist. Sexual harassment is generally considered any form of unwelcome sexual behavior that's offensive, humiliating, or intimidating. Sexual harassment is generally illegal in Kenya. I say generally because not all forms of unwelcome sexual behavior are outlawed. My immediate boss was related to the one of the farms, so it was like a family thing. Right. Yeah. And, and what is the context in which you experience sexual harassment? So now he'd come to the office where I was seated and then he'd come like start touching your shoulders and your neck and he wants to stand very close to you and it was very uncomfortable. You don't know whether you're supposed to, how you're supposed to react because you don't want to overreact because you don't want to lose your job. But then again, you want to set boundaries. Yeah, so it was very hard. And then the texting, you know, words like, I don't know, I love you. Such messages. I'm, I'm wondering what's the proper response because I don't want to be, look like I'm being aggressive because yeah. again, I'm, I'm doing my privilege. I need my privilege. So I don't know how to not be aggressive. So I'm like, no, don't send me the messages. And then he won't stop. So I stopped responding. I'll just like blue tick the messages without responding. And then one day he, he told me that 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 is actually a sign that I actually love him back. That's why. And this person is married. Yeah. Crazy. Sexual harassment is extremely common during the pupillage and pregatory period. Some describe it as a rite of passage into the legal profession, how one secures a job, or merely the cost of doing business. Like a friend of mine has not done her pupillage for like a year. 
Wow. She's already finished with law school, mm. but she's not done happy village. Great. Um, okay, so this certain person went and like, can we meet in town? You're looking for people that you remember. Mm-hmm. Can we meet in town? Mm-hmm. Um, can we? We can do coffee. He, you meet in town. He, he tells you, ah, let's go to this place. So you enter his car. You go to a certain location, lodging somewhere. There, it's that. Really? Yeah, you go to a certain lodging. So this man is like, um, he he goes into the hotel room. Next thing you know, drinks are coming. So he's making a drink. Then he undresses himself, goes to the shower, comes back. He's naked. Then he tells you to do the same. I want not to say you'll do anything, but at the same time you'll do anything. Like if this person is telling you, you start work on Monday. Right. They've been looking for privilege for a whole year. Everyone in law school knows you want to get done with that place. So one, two, three happens, and yeah. In the coming episodes, we will be sharing more letters and diving into the difference between sexual harassment as defined in the Employment Act and sexual harassment as defined in the Sexual Offences Act. What behavior does the law deem unacceptable? And what behavior does the law essentially condone? We will also be highlighting the ambiguity when it comes to consent. Do you truly know what it means? Um, I think consent is uh, when both parties, you and your partner, are agreeing to what you're going to do. (laughs) Well, um, in my opinion, consent is is about um, having full autonomy over your body and making sure that anyone who has any kind of interaction with your body has permission from you. If you're a female lawyer that has encountered sexual harassment, help us tell your stories. I believe you, and your voice is powerful. We are here to amplify it. Send us your anonymous letters to letters at dear-law.com to help us raise awareness on workplace-based sexual harassment and the impact on the lives of women. For details on how to frame your letter, follow at dearlaw underscore ke across all platforms or visit our website at www.dear-law.com. Stay tuned to the Dear Law Podcast by subscribing to us on whatever podcast app you use. Don't forget to like and follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are at dearlaw underscore ke across the board. This podcast was made possible by Hevos and the firm of Latapen and Associates Advocates. This podcast was produced by me, Sophia Rajab Latapen, and Lee Kanyotu. Next on the Dear Law Podcast. Uh, George, uh, where are we going? Because I thought the matter was in the Milimani Law Courts. <laughs> this old man responds by putting his hand on my thigh, pushing my skirt way up. We're going to have a good time, just me and you. (laughs) I tried to stay calm. More importantly, I had to look calm, but my mind was racing. 
At that point, it was just the two of us on Mombasa Road. What should I do? 